0: He's amused Cam Newton. <laughs> he's been insulted by Charles Barkley. When some idiot in the press asked him, if you know what you know
1: now, what you will schedule this game. He's
0: interviewed Matthew McConaughey. I do say go Tarahum. And he's taken on Big Blue Nation. See, he's just completely taken the wind out of my sails. <laughs> it's time for The Drive with Josh Graham.
2: You are on a Tuesday drive. WSJS News Talk Sports for the Triad. Where in America today, you can bet on almost anything sports-related. Just not legally in the state of North Carolina. Wink, wink. But let's say you visited the casino on Indian Territory close to Asheville. I forget what sponsor is attached to that casino, but you walk on in. This is a real prop you can actually bet on. First NFL coach to be fired. And your top two choices right now are Matt Rule and Ron Rivera. With Matt being the heavy favorite, plus 110, which means you have to bet $110 to make 100 back with your bet. He's a heavy yawns on favor. And that's because, after losing to Arizona Sunday, it feels like the walls are closing in on him a little bit. With that being the backdrop for this coming Sunday against the Niners... This absolutely feels like a must-have for the Carolina Panthers. If Carolina loses this game, Matt Rule could be fired as early as next week, cashing in that first NFL coach-fired bet. This has to be it. You are at home. It caps a three-game homestand. We dubbed it Matt Rule's last stand. You got to win two out of three of it if you don't. It has to be now. It's year three. It's five games in. This had to be the year for Matt. You cannot afford to start one and four with four of the first five games on your schedule being at Bank of America Stadium. It would truly be a dead man walking situation. And if David Tepper proved anything to us the last time he made a change, once he makes up his mind, he's just going to go ahead and make the decision. He did so in late November, early December with a month left to go and Ron Rivera's last year in 19. Conversely, if Carolina were to win this game, it's a completely different feeling being two and three than two and four or one and four, I beg your pardon. That's a huge difference between being two and three and being one and four. The NFC is bad, objectively bad bad enough that I think at least one team is going to make the playoffs with a losing record eight eight and one eight and nine I think that could be good enough if you are two and three that at least gives you a chance if you fire your coach you're waving in the white towel the white flag you're waving it it's the season's over we saw that after they fired Rivera they didn't win a game after they fired their offensive coordinator last year and Joe Brady, they didn't win a game the rest of the year. When you fire your coach, you're giving up on the season. That's what you're doing. If you're two and three, there's no reason to give up on your season. There's still a lot of football to be played. But if you're one and four, more than a quarter of the way in, and things looking ahead probably not going to get better, at least not in the near future. I wouldn't blame David Tepper if he made a decision. The most difficult four-game stretch of the season begins after Sunday's game against San Francisco. You might be thinking, Josh, I watched San Francisco play last night. Are you kidding me? It gets more difficult after that? Yes, three of the next four games are going to be away from Charlotte. And here are the games. You're at the Rams, the defending champs. You're home against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. You're at Atlanta, which is 2-2. Two and two. Then you're at the defending AFC champs, the Cincinnati Bengals. San Francisco, no slouch. We saw that, but at least Carolina has them traveling west coast to east coast on a short week. I'm not counting Carolina out of that game, but I will say today, pretty firmly, San Francisco is a must-win game for the Carolina Panthers, and more specifically for Matt Rule. On Twitter at WSJS Radio if you want it. WD's telling me we've got an Instagram page now.
3: Yes, we do. We
2: work in radio. Why do we got one of those? Just, Don't put just my more, face
3: up there. Just more places to be. Nobody wants to see that. By the <laughs> way, at Baltimore, not too far outside of that little stretch you just laid out. I'm debating whether or not I'm going to go to that game. Oh, yeah? BDOT is going to be
2: running a tailgate. Before the game for that Panthers Ravens game up there, our guys from Jimmy Seafood. So I might make my way out to Baltimore for that. I haven't decided. A reminder the drive is going to be broadcast live, tomorrow, live action, tomorrow and on Friday at the Carolina Classic Fair. So make sure you come out and say hello. We will be broadcasting our show live tomorrow. At the Carolina Classic Fair tomorrow and on Friday, we will have a pair of Hornets Celtics preseason action tickets. They're playing at the Greensboro Coliseum Friday. If you want those, we'll tell you how to win those on tomorrow's show. But you will have to be in person to win those at the Carolina Classic Fair. And we'll have Wake Forest Army tickets later on in the week. So, again, we'll be broadcasting live from the fair tomorrow and on Friday. Right now, the drive is being broadcast live in studios located in downtown
0: Curtisville. Thanks, Stephen
2: A. Anybody who knows me knows how thrilled I've been the last two weeks as a lover of college football and of the Baltimore Orioles to watch these live cut-ins and to broadcast every single time Aaron Judge steps to the plate with a chance at history. It's live action, Tracy. So totally not because the producer of this show, Will Dalton, is a huge Yankee fan. I'm being told we're going to be breaking into this show every time he's at the plate? That's what we're going to do today? Awesome. He grounded out his first at bat, and WD's now telling me we have an update from right before we went on the air 10 minutes ago, so let's find out together what Judge did. This is from the Yes Network.
4: And the pitch.
3: High fly ball, right field. Thompson there,
4: and he will put it away for the second out.
2: This is going to be obnoxious. And it's going to be a blast. Why are you doing this? Have you not been reading social media? Wake fans, especially.
3: Oh, that's what I was telling you before the show. I hope to God you're talking about Wake Forest the next time. I just got a text from Larry
2: (laughs) Sorensen, who does color commentary for
3: Wake and a former Big League great.
2: It's his birthday today. So happy birthday to you, Larry Sorensen, Wake Forest color commentator, for your birthday. We're gonna be interrupting during today's show every single time Aaron Judge steps (laughs) to the plate. He's 0 for two today. I'd say he probably has 10 more at bats left in the regular season. I'm now concerned that Judge isn't gonna get there. Like today feels like his best shot because it's a doubleheader. And he the Rangers are pitching to him. He had four at bats last night, two at bats so far today. They're giving him a shot. And there's no way the Yankees are going to bench him for one of these games, right? There's no way they think. You shake your head, but they took Luis Severino out of a game where he had a no-hitter through seven last night.
3: There's no way they take Judge out of the second game of a doubleheader tonight, right? I mean, you're talking about a historic record, though. That's an I mean a no hitter's great too, but this is history. I agree with you, but I think it's fair to ask the question. Two weeks ago today, Judge hit number sixty.
2: That means he's only hit one home run in the last two weeks. Ten more regular season at-bats roughly remaining. He's got today and two more games. A game tomorrow and a game on Thursday to close the regular season. It feels like it might not happen. And I went diving deep into the numbers, WD. How's this for a stat? The Texas Rangers are the only American league team that judge has not homered against this year. Hmm. You like that one. I Wow. He's facing a lefty today. Only 14 of his 61 homers this year have been against left-handed pitching. So we'll see if he homers during today's show. Frankly, I hope he does. So that way we don't have to do this anymore, but it's been a few weeks. And he still hasn't gotten to that 62 mark.
1: This is it.
0: Ready? All right, hold on. All right, do it, do it. All right, listen up. It's the drive with Josh Graham.
2: Hayes Permar, a Sports Channel Eight, going to join us in 15 minutes. He did the Lord's work in creating a PD Pablo remix to Stephen A. Smith's viral. Triad laced comments from yesterday.
3: Josh, we got a homer in New York. Did he do it? It was the guy before Aaron Judge that homered. This just happened? It just happened. Oh, no. Which that means, means <laughs> we. no we, <laughs> oh no. No sooner than we can start, we got to go to the Yes Network here.
1: So now the game is tied, and that brings up Aaron Judge.
3: <laughs>
1: For those joining us around the country. You're watching the Yankees baseball here on the Yes Network in coverage of Aaron Judge's pursuit of 62.
2: We know, Michael.
1: So Burke just gives up a home run to Higash Judge over three. He's at 61. What's the guy's
2: name? Yugosh Gosha?
0: That's a line drive base hit to right center field. Hey, Aaron Judge so got a Judge base picks hit! Up a single. <laughs> That's cool! first gets the ball in. <laughs> Everybody's
2: booing at a base hit. <laughs> we didn't pay! To watch it, a base knock. Hit it out of the park. That's my impression, impression of a hammered guy in Arlington at 316 <laughs> Central Standard Time. <laughs> okay. Speaking of that Stephen A. Smith sound, Stephen A. clearly hasn't lived in North Carolina for a long time. That was my takeaway from hearing him yesterday, telling Matt Rule he's got to pack his bags. Okay. Here was the beginning of his take on Baker Mayfield.
4: You don't care what the fan thinks, the fans think. And then guess what? Because when we turn this around and we win, it's going to only be us in that locker room anyway. This is North Carolina. It's the Bible Belt. They don't play that. They'll run you out of town for your press conferences. Yeah. They'll run you out of town for your quotes. You better zip it. You ain't got these progressive commercials to lean on anymore where, <laughs> where, where you know you could soft soak things. You got to ball. And until you ball, you got to be quiet.
2: I just realized because of the guy homering right before Judge, the game is tied, which means that might not be the last Judge at bat Or judge cut in. Fantastic. But getting back to what Stephen A. said there, this is the part that did not go viral. Baker plays in Charlotte. A lot has changed in the state of North Carolina and specifically in that city since Stephen A. Smith last called it home around 30 years ago. I don't really view Charlotte as, quote, the Bible Belt. I don't view Charlotte as a God-fearing city anymore not the sense i get when i visit charlotte also they'll run you out of town for your press conferences what is that did you not watch cam newton's press conferences or is that what Stephen a was talking about that they felt that people in north carolina didn't like cam newton or gave him a
3: fair shake because they got mad at some of the outfits he'd wear in press conferences either that or he's been watching the matt Ruhr reactions maybe Getting on to more Stephen A., he then just name dropped
2: half the state.
4: I'm telling you, I know that area. I went to Winston-Salem State University. It's an hour away. I'm incredibly familiar with North Carolina or North Carolina curtisville salisbury you know what i'm saying burlington i, I, we, you know, not I didn't bring up raleigh Durham, Greensboro, charlotte i brought up the little small town archdale i brought up the little so small town because i want this brother to know i know north carolina
2: hold one second
4: oh a uh,
2: north carolina hold one second <laughs> did he just do the airport thing in the middle of that did he say Raleigh-Durham as if it's one place. Can I hear that part again? Is that what he did? Ryan McGee, I think, said it well, that it is a 360 dunk improving what you know about North Carolina to lead off with Kernersville. Like, if this was the dunk contest and Stephen A. was trying to land the plane, it'd be a 9 a nine out of 10 for me, not a 10. What would have made it a 10 is if he said K-Vegas. Instead, I know all about K-Vegas. Instead, he said,
4: Curtisville.
2: what he said. But let's get a ruling on this. Did he break the golden rule?
4: Curtisville, Salisbury, you know what I'm saying? Burlington. <laughs> I, I, we, <laughs> I'm not I didn't familiar bring with Raleigh Durham. Hmm.
3: Hmm. Was that Raleigh-Durham or Raleigh-Durham? comma I don't know. I've been seeing people having this debate. I think he's good. I think it sounds like Raleigh slash Durham. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you saying Raleigh? Like, is he doing the airport thing? That's what I'm saying. It sounds like Raleigh-Durham. As in, he's combining that area to one. He hasn't lived in this area for a long time. Or maybe,
2: or maybe this is it. When he refers to his North Carolina days, he's not talking about... See, this is a thing that people do in the big cities. They do this in Raleigh. They do it in Charlotte. They think... Oh, whenever anybody talks about the state of North Carolina, they have to be talking fondly about Raleigh or Durham or Charlotte. No, no, no. When Stephen A. talks about North Carolina, he is talking specifically about one area, and that's the triad. He once was on Clarence Big House Gaines' basketball team as a walk-on. There are these legendary stories where he wrote on the school newspaper and would criticize Big House gains while also playing for Big House gains. and he also started his journalism career in the Triad. It wasn't random that Archdale was brought up, or as he said, Archdale. I would have. Is there if there's one t- city that if he said it would have made my head explode? If he would have said Kang. <laughs> That would have got me. Archdale, Curtisville. That's pretty cool. If he would have thrown Kang on ESPN's first take, that would have been, I think, a bit too much. But it shouldn't surprise us that Archdale was brought up. That's where his journalism career began, and that's a place he goes back to at least once per year, he told Paul Feinbaum on his show not too long ago.
4: I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I went to Winston-Salem State University and I used to work in Archdale, North Carolina at the Greensboro News and Record. And I was an editorial assistant making $15,000 a year, living off a of tuna fish and Kool-Aid, driving a 1985 Mercury Topaz in 1993-94, Okay. And I used to drive down this road, Main Street, in High Point, Point, North Carolina, and make a left off of Main Street and go to Archdale at this apartment complex. Once every single year, I go back. And I've done so for the past 25, 20, 25 years. Every single year, I go back. And I make sure—I don't care whether I fly in to Greensboro or Charlotte or drive down or whatever— I always make sure I drive that same path and I make that same left turn and I go and I park at the hill where the old apartment complex was and I just sit out there for about 15 or 20 minutes and I do nothing but reminisce about where I was at that particular moment in my life, graduating from college, being an editorial assistant, wondering what my life is going to be and where I'm, I'm going, and at that time is when I lost my brother in a car accident as well. So all those memories come back, and I do it once a year just to make sure I never forget where I came from. Archdale!
2: That is really cool stuff from Stephen A. Smith. And when he talks about North Carolina, what he's talking about is the triad. He's talking about Winston-Salem. Being that he's a Ram. He's talking about Archdale. He's talking about. Curtisville. He knows what K Vegas is about. Is there another town that would have been just as funny? I'm talking about Mebin. <laughs> I'm surprised we can get a high point in there. Oh yeah. yeah. Not, not on the ESPN. Not on the first take. We didn't get that. But. Love for... He didn't even mention Winston-Salem. He mentioned Winston-Salem State where he went to school. Wal- I'm talking about Clemens. Walker Town. Walker Town would have <laughs> been great. I'm talking about Davy County. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, Hayes Furbar created a pd Pablo remix to uh, Stephen A. Smith's sound there. If you haven't heard that, we're going to play that when we welcome Hayes to the show and WD has a North Carolina-themed skips or plays with Hayes to celebrate the occasion next.
4: It's The Drive
0: with Josh Graham, WSJS.
4: Roe, Curtisville, Green County, Hillary, Dan, Salisbury, Santa Maria, Browns over here, Green's over here, Brooklyn, town on Arsdale, Johnson County, Robin, Bergdorf, Grover, 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 No North Carolina. This right here, right here, right it's excellent work Carolina.
2: on Hayes Permar's part, who joins us now from Sports Channel 8. A remix of Petey Pablo's Raise Up with Stephen A. Smith mixed in there. I just want to know what city bummed you out most that Stephen A. didn't get to. Me and WD were talking about it. He thought Walkertown would have been a nice addition. I thought Kang. Would have been about as good as anything if he said it that way. Not King, but Kang would have been an excellent addition.
1: Uh, no, you know what I want? It's uh, it's Pop Town. I needed, I needed a, I we're talking about love. we're talking about Pop, Pop
2: Town. Yeah, I it don't was, think it would get better than that. Clear.
1: With all due respect to Stephen A., and, like, I went from, like, kind of hating to, like, look, let's embrace this. He name-checked a bunch of North Carolina towns. But, like, it was clear that Stephen A. Smith does not know all of North Carolina. He's very familiar with the triad, because mm-hmm. he, he was, like, all triad name-checks, which, shout-out triad, love you. No, no problem with the triad. And then he went on a series of Raleigh, Durham, Greensboro, Charlotte, and I don't don't think he said Raleigh during the airport, but he just name checked the four cities that are incorporated in the names of the airport. And it was like I didn't hear Greenville, I didn't hear Asheville, I didn't hear Fayetteville, like these prominent cities. You don't have to get that deep into the, you know, you you don't have to go to Hamlet or uh, Climax uh, or Middlesex. To go that deep, like any just some major towns outside of the Triad may have led me to believe that Stephen A. actually really does know all of North Carolina, but he's somewhat familiar with North Carolina and very familiar with the Triad. Obviously, yeah.
2: no love to Hillsboro or Youngsville. That would have been big time name checks on uh, Stephen A.'s part. You told me Hayes is on Twitter, by the way, at DHPIV. We've got skips or plays to do in a second that WD tells me is North Carolina themed. Also, we're interrupting the show with live cut-ins to Aaron Judge. Uh, Stop. No, we've been doing this all day, and he is, I think, f- do up – fourth in the top of the ninth and the Yankees are up five to four. So there is a chance at the end of this conversation, we need to go to the yes network and Michael K no, to if, see what's you happening
1: in on me. I no, I'm dry, I don't play that game. I, I don't, I, I play second <laughs> fiddle to no one. Okay. As as a, as a Crash Davis once said, I don't try out, dude. Like, no, I'm not. I, I don't do that. So if you want to go to Aaron Judge, let me know, and I'll, I'll happily bounce. You told uh, me that you
2: had some of my tweets you either wanted me to explain or just to read. So I'll, t- yeah, I, I'll, I'll tee you up I wanted
1: here. To read, I wanted to read them word for word, but I don't have them in front of me. But there was two uh, – I mean, look, you, you are a sports radio guy. You lead sports radio conversations. And, uh, you know, you defend your positions and you try to back them up with stats and whatnot. But, at, like, more, I had to somewhere between laugh and roll my eyes where you uh, – which one was better? I'm trying to think. I want to bring Will Dalton in there. I don't know if – you know, no, no disrespect to Will. He's learned the ropes. But, like, Robbie Walsh I would have just brought in and been like, Walsh, let's, we need to have this conversation about Josh Graham. Which one is, like, Josh Graham – going more sports radio guy, which tweet was more sports radio guy? Was it one when he said to another person, Hey, when you get a show named your, the, your name show, you could pick games like that. Like, you know, implying, like, I've got a radio show or was this the other one, which is more sports radio guy. Hey, you came in my mentions, not the other way around. And I believe there was even uh don't forget, or like, let's remember you came in my mentions, not the other way around. So, will I yeah, ask you? It's, which it's is, pretty which high is up there. Sports radio guy tweet. Don't um, you don't want to have a show, or uh, you came in my mentions, not the other way around.
3: I don't know. I think that first one there.
1: It, in, e- a, in
3: either case, context is necessary,
2: and how things come off is very um, important.
1: Uh, I'm not sure context is necessary.
2: No, no, no. All I think right. I, th- I, th- I think it is. There's a difference between <laughs> saying you, I have a show and you don't, versus somebody trying to tell me how to make a take, <laughs> telling me the takes I otherwise <laughs> could do, and then me reminding them, hey, I know how to deliver a take. You can do your own show if you want to tell people how to do their but, their jobs no, no, for no, you. No.
1: It was, but it was like when you have the. Yeah, the John Doe show, you could talk. I, it was it was very sports radio And, and the other piece Again, of it,
2: I, how it comes off as, I agree with you. How it comes off as is not great, but it was more, <laughs> I am never the aggressor. I'm never the guy to come at people. It's usually when people are in my mentions that I respond to things. <laughs> and that's what what I meant to say rather than it was a status thing of, hey, you were in my mentions more than anything else. That's all I will say uh, on that front.
1: All right. Fair fair enough. You defended yourself. I just like I want to ask you again about these same tweets like 10 years from now and see your reaction. You're like, I I, I think knowing you, you might be like, okay, I think it's kind of funny that I went that that I used to say things like I regret it. I regret it. I regret it
2: now. I I regret engaging (laughs) at all. When in reality, (laughs) if people are just state fans that are mad at you, you probably shouldn't (laughs) engage because it doesn't matter what you're going to say. But
1: anyway, sure. and I'm sure, and I'm sure I've got some too. That you know, mine were on when Twitter was a smaller stage. We, I had a, you know, I was earlier in the game to make to to do those things. But it's just funny to see the, uh, you know, uh, it, it it it's fun to watch. So I I enjoy the Twitter as always. Two
2: speaking of Twitter, two people have written in funny Stephen A. Smith cities to have referenced if he did call facts, <laughs> rather than pronouncing it at Colfax or advance rather than advanced, <laughs> advanced that would have yeah. that would have been great on Stephen A's part let's get the skips or plays with Hayes and hope that Aaron Judge doesn't interrupt us
0: Hayes Permar is somewhat of a renaissance man an expert in the finer things
1: but he hangs his hat on music loves his god and he's the friend of satan he was like, oh six, getting busy with the sticks. Been watching Big Mike and Little Trix. I, I just need a Zion and someone he can dunk on. Today
0: Hayes will decide if this music is smash or trash, glows or blows. It's time for skips or plays with Hayes. And as we
2: mentioned, North Carolina themed. I guess that means that P D Pablo is off the board.
3: Yeah, we did that already.
1: But right. he
2: also is not off the market. I still have friends in Greenville, North Carolina, who tell me that he pops up on Bumble. Like, hey, it's Petey in North Carolina. And they're like, I think that's Petey Pablo. And then in one case, they actually swiped right and met up with Petey Pablo. And it turned out, yeah, that's that's Petey Pablo on Bumble. True story. It
1: used to be a thing late in my high school, early college days to uh, to roll by Petey Pablo's house just in Rowlett. He just had this huge... Mansion in the north part of Raleigh.
3: Might be the weirdest interview I've ever done, too. Okay, what's the first song that we got? We're going to start off with Carolina On My Mind by James Taylor. Old school.
2: Mind, I'm glad I'm you chose this Carolina. song and not Sweet Caroline because I got a feeling... There would be some controversy surrounding Sweet Caroline Uh. in terms of who can claim it in a way that it's pretty clear what we're talking about in this song. Right, Hayes?
1: Uh, Yes, 100%. I don't don't want to be part of Sweet Caroline. This is an obvious play. It should be, we should have two state songs. Uh, uh, I believe uh, the state song is technically the the Old North State, it, you know, the same as, like, the State Toast or whatever. We should have two state songs, and it should be Carolina In My Mind and Raise Up. Those are our two actual state songs, so this is an obvious play. The other thing that I, hey, that I like is, I don't believe he ever says North Carolina in this song. It's a good point. I love that there is absolutely no debate about what he's talking about, <laughs> because I don't know if you've seen... This conspiracy theory that's been on the rise about uh, country roads, obviously a long association with West Virginia, and it is their state song. They made the wise move and went and said, hey, this is a song that everybody uh, goes with. We don't need an old-timey song, so it's only a matter of time before we make Carolina In My Mind and raise up our co-state songs. But there's this now conspiracy theory that uh, – Country Roads is not about West Virginia. It's about the western part of Virginia.
2: Yes, and there's this fantastic TikTok that's out there that everybody needs to see that, really.
1: I'm glad that that, that there's no debate, no conspiracy. I'm sure, like, at graduation at South Carolina, they play Carolina in my mind, but everybody knows this song is about North Carolina.
3: Second song is what? Greensboro Woman by Towns Van Zandt. (laughs)
2: Greensboro Woman, don't you smile on me. I've heard this song. Didn't know it was called Greensboro Woman, though. Yeah,
1: I don't know if I know this song, and oddly enough, I can't hear Will when he introduces the song, so I don't even know what this is or who's singing.
2: It's called Greensboro uh, Woman by... Towns Van
1: Zandt. Towns Van Zandt. Yeah, I think he's probably a favorite singer-songwriter. You know what? Let's pass on this one. As I have many a time in my life, I'll pass on a Greensboro woman and uh, and hope for, for something better later in the night.
2: Darn it, man. <laughs> you went way too deep. You always go too deep, WD. We'll see what you got here to close oh, things
3: out. I'm rooting for you. I'm knocking this one out of the ballpark. I can feel it. Let's go. Wagon Wheel by Darius Rucker. Oh, boy. Oh,
0: no. no oh, no. He didn't do this. He didn't just do this.
3: This has to be a bit.
0: This is worse than the Aaron Judge break-in bit.
1: Right? He's me. What is this?
2: Can you please actually just break into the Yankee game? I don't want to hear.
1: <laughs> I mean, here's, here's the thing. I don't even. <laughs> I'm not even anti-Darius. I like Darius for what Darius is. I don't. No, I, I like Darius He was a big fan of Nancy Griffith One of my all-time favorite artists They sang on each other He credits Nancy Griffith with making him a country artist And Nancy sang on the uh, second Hootie album I think if Darius had never done this song I'd like it even more uh, But I also don't begrudge artists making money And that's what he did It's a money grab and he made it and, Hold one sec, hold one a- Aaron
2: Judge is at the plate We gotta, we gotta interrupt I, I'm here I'm out
1: of here, I'm, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here he goes
3: as we cover the pursuit of history <laughs> and
1: judge at 61 home runs to I can't believe judge is up again leaderboard with Roger Maris
0: <laughs> did we actually lose Hayes? is he gone
1: judge 1 for 4 <laughs> he Mendes left hard. for real you know I mean? <laughs> he's
3: gone <laughs> he's gone
1: Oh, they go the short
4: way and that'll do it. So unless the Rangers tie it,
2: he just grounded out.
3: Yep. Huh. So Judge had one for five today. Five to four Yankees and close it out here.
2: So unless the Rangers score in the bottom of the ninth, that's it for the Judge interruptions. That would be true. Oh, and for the game's purposes, I'm gonna go ahead and say that was a skip.
1: Haven hey, drive with Josh Graham, only on WSJS.
2: I've had my fill of baseball talk today with the cut-ins that we've done. every Aaron judge at bat. he did not homer today or in the front end of today's games. He has another one later on tonight. So, Darren, I'm going to put a pin in our baseball conversation for after unusual questions. As Darren joins us from USA Baseball, High Point, does high school football, and he's also Lottery Boy uh, on Twitter at Darren Vot. You can shoot him a follow if you haven't already. Let's get into unusual questions this
1: week. Last week, guys, everybody made it out that I got mad at Josh and I left the press conference. That's not right. I thought it was an unusual question and it's okay. It's time for
0: unusual questions with Josh Graham.
2: And you can send those in at WSJS Radio 336-771600. Darren, how are you doing by the way?
0: Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, thanks for asking.
2: Here's a question from NASCAR Junkie on Twitter. Why was everybody loves Raymond called Everybody Loves Raymond when Robert clearly hated his brother Raymond?
0: Uh it's a it's a great question. I, I think It's a great title. Po- it is a great title though,
2: because it's it pretty is, distinctive. And wasn't
0: the whole the whole dynamic of their relationship that like yeah, Robert sort of resented him, but he's it's his brother, so ultimately he loves him? Like that was the whole that was the whole point of their dynamic. When so it I worked, in in numerous ways, everybody when, loves Raymond.
2: When I think of everybody loves Raymond, all I think about is forty year old virgin, and just everybody loves Raymond being in the big old box that Paul Rudd brought over to uh, Steve Carell's house. I won't say what else was consisted in that box, but. <laughs> It was out of place. Oh, that's Everybody Loves Raymond. Just a really good show. (laughs) It's a really good show there. Here's a question I have for you, Darren. How old is too old for you generally to watch a movie? And this is what I mean. Like, Do you have like a defined year? Not saying there aren't exceptions. Like, hey, I'm going to watch this classic or whatever. But let's say you haven't watched a movie before. And you're looking at how old it is is there a line that you draw of this is a movie too old for me to want to watch versus what you classify being an old movie?
0: No, no, no. no. I mean, uh, under the right circumstances, I'll watch a movie from any time period. I just have to know, know on the front end, right? Like if I'm not in the mood to watch A silent film from the 1930s, then yeah, no, that's gonna that's gonna. So you're not deterred
2: if you see a black and white movie. I'm just gonna turn it on.
0: Not necessarily. See, for me, if it's
2: older than 1970, then odds are I'm probably not going to choose it. That isn't the same. Movies aren't great. There aren't exceptions to the rule, but. I'm completely game of the movies in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, but I, just whatever in my brain, when I see a movie that's older than 1970, I don't choose that movie. I just don't. Now,
0: that being said, I don't frequent movies made older than that. So I don't think you're shutting off a, a ton of, of movies that you otherwise might watch. But I do find that to be like a, a sort of a weird demarcation. You you, you you, you, put that line in your brain. No, I just think there's a lot of movies that
2: I still think feel kind of modern that were made in the 70s that I don't feel like are... I think there's the through line. In the 60s, movies don't feel modern at all. I can't find movies that feel very modern. Now, probably a few exceptions, but in the 70s, there are a ton of movies that I would think are hugely rewatchable, that I do really watch a ton of times. In, in the 60s, there are a lot of movies It was popular to make three and a half hours, four hours long before we started to figure out, okay, audiences generally don't want to stick around for that long. We're going to yeah. shorten these movies. And maybe that's why you start creating what feels like a more modern day product and what feels like something that's a little bit more modern.
0: Yeah. All right. Then I, I would say that has more to do with the style than the year. Sure. For absolutely. I, I when I look at the movies in the 60s,
2: usually I'm not clicking on those if I haven't already seen them because I just it's a probability of this is not going to feel modern for me. I'm not going to enjoy this. So when I'm scrolling and I see something in 1970, it might be a one year difference, but. I feel a lot more apt to click on the 1970s than even the 1969. That's my line of demarcation.
0: If I was your therapist, I would dig more into why you feel the need for something from the 70s to feel modern. But we can we can. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) I'm not saying I need it to. I'm just saying that I still
2: love watching a lot of movies from the 70s in a way that I don't love watching a lot of movies from the 60s.
0: Yeah, but you're talking about them feeling modern. And again under the right context, I'm game to watch anything, but I'm not going into a, a 70s movie thinking, man, I hope this feels like a movie that was made in 2015 or, or whatever. A lot of the film <laughs>
2: techniques and things, I mean. and Yeah, no,
0: I get what you're saying. I
2: get right, what you're I'm saying. not saying that the world today is a lot like 1972, but <laughs> what is your unusual question?
0: <laughs> um... Oh, man, I had it. I, why did I lose it following up with your all right, will you? All right, you fumbled then, it, WD. Then. What is your yeah, unusual yeah. question?
3: Uh, what is the most out there and just bizarre fair food you've ever seen or eaten? Well, are we counting
2: the Krispy Kreme burger? It, it's it's all fair game. Oh! See what you did there. I it did. is all fair game. <laughs> Not intended. Uh, <laughs> Krispy Kreme burger that was i felt gross after eating that in a way i'm not usually the person i usually roll my eyes at the person who says oh i just ate a burger king burger i feel gross oh okay i feel great when i eat those i don't know about you but when it's a crispy cream burger i felt disgusting no see you
0: know you know me and my my lack of fast food interest give me the donut burger ten times out of ten over any fast food burger, if I'm being honest. Now, how do how was it prepared? Because that's important. Was it two donuts to create one bun, or was this person uh a more more of a sophisticate with theirs and they slice it like a bagel?
2: No, it was each don it was one donut per side of the burger. Okay. And it was a double patty burger. So two Not patties hating. and then you had what one donut was a bun one full donut and then one full donut was the other bun
0: did i ever tell you guys the story of me eating one of these on the air doing baseball in moorhead city i was doing summer collegiate baseball and it was toward the end of the season i was trying all kinds of things just to keep myself sane it's a long season and um one of the guys who helped with the team would bounce around from department to department. So some nights he would work in the concessions, Some nights he'd help with, with uh, grounds crew, that sort of thing. So one night we decided that he was helping in concessions. He brought in a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. And because another, I, I don't remember what brought it up, but we had talked about this, this burger. Uh, so he decided he was going to make some in the concession stand just for us not not to sell to fans but like just for us so he gets a break and brings two up to the booth and sits next to me while I'm eating this thing on the air and sort of giving my review while simultaneously calling baseball I had to get a new guard. You know the little wind guard for the the, the microphone on, on a headset? I had to get a new one because the, the one that I was using when I was doing this, it's so gross. It got glaze all over oh, it. Oh, goodness.
2: <laughs> yeah. WD? That was a good, unusual question. Darren Vought, did you
0: think of yours? Um. I did again, and then I lost him. How does that happen? Oh, I swear I had it before Will asked his. What was my question? Oh,
3: I got a fair food for you though. Oh, what is it? Spaghetti and meatballs on a stick. Hmm. No, I've not eaten, no. it, mind you. No, the, okay, you okay. That's like okay, so this is like I've gotten way
0: into cooking TikTok, it's and great. it's great. You can find videos where they're just doing too much. Yeah. So, like, I saw this video, this woman, very like house mom ish, she's just like. I mean, you know, the the presentation is there. If you know TikTok, at home cook person, you 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 can picture the the archetype of of person. I don't. So but sure she so she's she makes a meatloaf patty and wraps it around a baked spaghetti, and it's spaghetti inside of meatloaf. And I don't understand it. I'll never. Nope. I won't sign up for that because I would just rather you make a good meatloaf and good spaghetti and I'll eat them separately.
2: Darren I don't get it. Do <laughs> you want us to continue filibustering or do you want me to ask you about baseball?
0: Well, I was I haven't given my fair food, so Well, you gave us
2: two stories, so I think that counts. <laughs> All uh, right. Okay. Okay. Do you want do you want baseball or do you wanna ask an unusual question?
0: I, I've lost mine twice already. Okay. So let's go baseball.
2: How concerned are you at this point that Judge isn't gonna hit
0: 62? Three games left. After after earlier today, I'm a little concerned. Cause like this is the point at which they're in. their their season has been good. They're going it's not like they're not going to the playoffs. It's not like there's anything left for the team truly to play for. He's going to pressurize it himself at this point, just human nature. And by the way,
2: Aaron Boone, just in the last few minutes says that he expects judge to play in game two tonight. somewhere else okay. asking that question.
0: Yeah, and, and he's got to, right? Cause if you're Boone,
2: you are going to be hated by everybody. If you decide to sit judge and he doesn't hit 60, if you
0: reduce his volume and he doesn't get to 62 down the stretch, right? Like mm-hmm. you cannot be the guy that did that to Aaron judge. Um, I think he'll get it. But man, it's just like it he's it's such a sleepy pace compared to what it was when he got two 60. weeks ago
2: he hit sixty. Two weeks ago today. So he's hit one home run since then. I'm gonna my, my proclamation is this. If he doesn't hit it tonight, he's not gonna hit it. I feel like tonight is the night you're facing a righty. Forty-seven of the sixty-one home runs have been against righties. But it is interesting that uh Judge the only al team he hasn't hit a home run against is the texas rangers
0: this year right so that would complete the the trip and it's not like he hasn't been hitting the guy he's been relatively locked in his on base is like 550 or 600 mm-hmm. since he hit 61 so he's i think he's going to get it but it's it's starting to get a little hairy give
2: me one team from the nl one team from the AL you love as your favorites going into the postseason to get to the World Series.
0: Favorites, I, I preseason I picked a Dodgers Rays. i stick with I'm, it. I think I'm gonna stick with it. Although I'm hesitant with the Rays, the Dodgers obviously are the pace setter for the entire league at this point. Um, yeah, it's it's tough not to go with them. I don't like the Mets a lot in the NL. The Mets and the Padres, the only teams with with declining win percentages since the all-star break. So like, they're still good. Like the Mets, I think have played at a 95 win pace since the all-star break, but it's a lower win percentage than it was before the all-star break. And that's when they got DeGrom back. So I don't, don't, I'm not sold on the Mets. Uh, Padres are in that consideration as well. I think the Dodgers run away with the, you know, Darren Vaught, good luck with the lottery drawings
2: and The next time we speak to you, it'll be postseason baseball that we're talking about. Pretty excited. Thanks for the time.
0: All right. See you guys.